You are listening to Natural Magic, written and narrated by Molly Srojas. Chapter 24, Tilly. As much as Tilly had wanted to go bowling over the weekend, Ion's plan to work on their literature essays turned out to be a good one. Tilly had never been particularly good at writing formal papers. Miriam had little experience writing such papers, though caught on to the format easily, and Key struggled with reading and writing in general. No one was surprised that Matt had the same assignment for his ethite literature class, nor were they surprised when he was the first to finish. He did, however, surprise Tilly when he asked her to read it. Why me? Well, I want someone to edit it, and you seem to be a better reader than Key. He gave his sister an apologetic look, but Key, still bent over her own writing, shrugged in agreement. And you're half sprite, which means you learn languages pretty quickly, and the chances you know Jehu are pretty high. So Matt did know there were people listening in when he and his sister spoke in Jehu. She read the paper. Tilly was used to Matt excelling in every class, but this was different. Effortless. She had never spoken to Matt in his native language, but he had a mastery of it she felt would impress even her polyglot mother. She returned the paper, having found only two errors. Tilly then exchanged papers with Ion and turned to helping Key and Miriam while Matt and Ion worked on homework for their intermediate Shigbo class. Matt seemed more comfortable than he had during the week, and all in all, the time they spent together was pleasant, even if it centered around schoolwork. They took breaks each day to play lightning ball, or, more accurately, to watch Ion play lightning ball with whoever was out on the pitch. On Sunday, it was Antony and Miriam's cousin, Joe. Tilly glanced at Miriam, who she expected to return to Victoria House. Instead, she sighed and seated herself with the others to watch her roommate play. Key went shooting with Tashit on Auten, leaving Tilly alone to work with her art, which was a good thing because she had her first major art assignment due later that week. Mr. Tiershik had told her she needed to break out of her comfort zone. She hated when teachers said things like that. Tilly usually did landscapes, like Vasco Painter, so she settled across from her roommate's bed and drew Key's baby shawl, which took her the better part of the day. On set day, Tilly woke up early and borrowed the broom from the front desk. When she returned to her room, Key was up and dressed, so Tilly explained the ritual as she swept the room, speaking the traditional mantra of sweeping away the sorrows and the mistakes of the past year to make room for new and better moments in life. Ayan was beaming when she and Key arrived at their table for breakfast. Are you excited about your birthday? Tilly set her tray on the table. Yeah. What are you doing? It's a surprise. Just me in the common after eight and be prepared to walk a bit. Matt glanced at Ayan nervously, but Key elbowed him. It's going to be fine, she said in Jahu. Tilly managed to get through the day without running into her siblings in part by working on her art project during lunch and grabbing an apple from the cafeteria on her way to fifth period. By the time she reached art class, her stomach was rumbling, but she fingered her necklace to keep herself calm. She knew that it would be worth it. If she got pulled into a meal with Sam and Caddy, they would want to spend the whole time talking about Southern Continent politics. What's that? Tilly felt the light brush of hair as Neely, one of her classmates, leaned over the picture of Key's baby shawl she'd been working on. Neely was a third year from Providence House. She was the only other student in her art class familiar with the works of Vasco Painter, likely because she was from his home country of Arone. It's a baby shawl. 
Tilly explained, shading the shadows in between folds of fabric. Mary made his thesis soon. Apparently, her dad made it for her when she was born. Mr. Thershik said to draw something you don't normally draw. I think he was suggesting you draw something living. Tilly turned to her classmate. Neely's wide lips curled upward into an even wider smile. Tilly shook her head. I can't draw people. I never get the proportions right. They always look like their heads are too big or their ears are too small. I can't do noses at all. Neely laughed light enough to sound like a bell. (laughs) What about animals? Tilly shook her head again. Worse. Then to change the subject. What are you working on? Neely flipped open her sketchbook. The picture was a series of bustling shop fronts on a brick walk. It's the town square where I'm from. You drew this from memory? This picture was the reason she knew she could never draw people. Tilly could almost see the wind in Neely's picture, tossing everyone's hair and skirts. I want to submit it to a gallery in Kaporo that Mr. Tiershik told me about. They sometimes put student art in their shows. I wanted something reminiscent of Nefrail, but that would also remind me of home. Well, I'd say you did it. Tilly looked back at her own drawing, which felt woefully inadequate. When class ended, she rolled her drawing into her art roll and dashed to Victoria House. She waved to Key and Matt, sitting on one of the couches, and ran up to her room to stow her art supplies. When she got back down, Miriam and Dion had joined the other two. On their way out, Sam and Caddy finally found Tilly. Hey, happy birthday. We thought we'd take you to Eclipse tonight. Caddy followed him, arms crossed over her chest. It is your favorite, she said, sounding bored. Tilly looked around, wishing she could hide, but knowing she couldn't. Then Ion came to her rescue. Oh, hi again. We met on the train. She turned to Tilly. Tilly, I'm so sorry. I didn't even think to make reservations for your siblings. I should have. Reservations? Yeah, we're going out for her birthday, and... Ion ran her hand up her other arm, looking for all the world like someone who felt really guilty about something. Tilly suspected this was one of the skills she had employed in her career as a thief. Catalina put a hand on Sam's shoulder. It's okay, Sam. We should have figured out she'd be going out with friends. Tilly wondered vaguely if her sister was as relieved as she was for Ion's explanation. She looked at Tilly. Maybe we'll catch you this weekend? Um, sure. Tilly nodded and waved to her siblings as she walked off campus with her friends. Reservations? Where are we going? She wasn't entirely sure she wanted to eat anywhere fancy, but Ion probably thought it was appropriate after spending so much time with the Antaran princess. It's a surprise. Are you okay, Miriam? The small girl's face was screwed up as if she had been eating something sour. She shook her head. I'm fine. They walked for about 20 minutes before Ion stopped. Matt looked up at the building in front of them, then, with a nervous glance at his sister, asked what it was. It was not, as Tilly had expected, a fancy restaurant. It's a bowling alley. Come on, you'll like it. You should not need reservations for a bowling alley. I know. Ion opened the door. That's why I didn't tell your siblings where we were going. You lied to them. Miriam said, sounding unsure of herself. Not technically. Ion smiled, showing all her teeth. I didn't make reservations for them or anyone. Now come on, 
Tilly's been talking about bowling all week. You have been listening to Natural Magic, written and narrated by Molly Strangers. The role of Tilly was played by Indy Jones. Matt and Key were played by Casey Kirkpatrick and CJ Brandon. Brittany Nunez played Ayan, and Stephanie of the Drift played Ayan. Music from Pixabay. Cafeteria ambiance from Ambient Sound Mixer. To learn more about our artists or to read this book online, find The Stitch Witch's Apprentice on Tumblr, or follow the links in the show notes.